You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Talking of Australians, Adam Peacock joins us now. Good afternoon to you, Adam. I trust you well. Yeah, sorry. I, uh, you were calling about two minutes ago, and um, I'm actually down the beach because it's 30 degrees in Sydney today, so I didn't hear the phone call. I'm otherwise distracted, but all good with you now, mate. How are you? Mate, I thought you lost down the back of the couch. I'm dated to go looking for you, but you just lost. A tip. Please tell me you're not wearing budgie smugglers, Adam. No, no, absolutely not. I haven't got the rig for that, absolutely not. I've got a T-shirt on as well. Um, such yeah, an Aussie term, no, the rig. Yeah, <laughs> hey, let's talk about the rugby tonight, eh? First up, tell us about Wallabies yep. Fiji, because this is going to be, it could be an absolute train wreck for the Wallabies. On the counter to that, it could be a wild celebration of Fiji, who basically coughed it up against Wales, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Eddie Jones spoke about it in the last 24 hours. This is... Um, the biggest game of the World Cup for the Wallabies. And it, that's, I think, including um, what we've got ahead against Wales because Fiji have just so improved their 15-a-side um, uh, format. They've improved so much. So, you know, gone are the days where we just purely look at them as the, the seven specialists. They've, they've really come on and um, they've had some good wins in the last 12 months and absolutely they're on watch, uh, the Wallabies, for, for what is. And I don't think it's sunk sunk in over here so if it goes to pot and we I think everyone will look and go well how bad are we we're even getting beaten by Fiji now that, that's if, for those who know their rugby that's actually not the case Fiji are a top class side and um, yeah it's going to be a tight one Amazing isn't it when teams like uh, Fiji and Drua get accepted into Super Rugby how much it can bring their games not necessarily just Super Rugby, a lot of their players do play over in Europe, but you give guys opportunities to play at a higher level, you're going to reap those rewards eventually, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the layer of having something in Super Rugby has, has helped because, you know, the, the top guys might be over in Europe, but the next level down, where are they um, playing and where are they improving to put pressure on those top guys all the time? It's it's a bit of a no-brainer, and I think um, the way that we've, we've... Our structures work here in Australia with... Um, super Rugby and oscillating between three teams, six teams, five teams. There's no set structure in the last 10 years and I think it's no coincidence that we've had some issues at the top end because the top end guys aren't being pushed as much as they have been in years gone by, like 20 years ago. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bad space, um, but certainly for Fiji, it, it certainly works. Adam uh, Peacock joins us from the beach, not in bugly smudge, budgie smugglers. <laughs> so we look to the weekend of sport. Uh, the NRL Storm Panthers, that's coming up after the Storm managed victory last night. A wee word on that around favouritism around that and what the Storm... And the Storm wasn't exactly packed last night, wasn't it? I watched the first half of that before I fell into the scratcher. I kind of thought more. Do they not care anymore in Melbourne? No, it was uh, across the road. They had ninety six thousand at a uh, AFL game, so ah. it, was, it was really poorly, poorly fixtured. I, I I just can't work out why. Um, I, I know why because they wanted the Warriors to play at a time that's palatable for both a uh, kickoff over there and a good TV time over here this afternoon. So they couldn't play a kickoff at ten o'clock on a Friday night over there in uh, New Zealand for for the appetite PM kickoff over here. But yeah, it, they went head to head, and oh, Melbourne, yeah, they. They snuck home, really, and next week they play the best team that there is in the modern era in Penrith. I can't see them getting close. Like, funny things happen in sport, but, yeah, that was a big win for Melbourne, and, and they were really happy with it, and the Roosters can feel themselves a little unlucky, a little few injustice in that game, but you know, 
they're just prolonging the inevitable for another week because I can't see them getting close to Penrith next weekend. Yeah, Mwahiki Islander and uh, former Storm player Brandon Smith is pretty happy by scoring against them as well. I don't believe the NRL actually did the Warriors a favour. Did I hear they actually worked in favour of the fans over here? They, Peter Volandis did something nice for us. Stop press. Yeah, yeah, they... I think it was the right move. Um, definitely. Well, they needed uh, to give Newcastle a bit of... Like, they played last Sunday, so they couldn't play it on a Friday either. So, like, that's the turnaround too too tight. And yeah, I just think that um, maybe a Sunday might have been a, a, a better option. But again, you've got the tight turnaround to next week. So, well, they've done it before. In the last couple of years, the NRL, they saw they were going head-to-head with a massive game, um, AFL game. So they moved a, a big preliminary final to an afternoon kickoff. Didn't affect the viewing numbers. I think... Look, I think whenever you play this game, it's, it's going to be huge, a, a game of this magnitude, especially given the feel-good story around Newcastle and the even bigger feel-good story around the wire. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be awesome, and hopefully Sean Johnson's out there this afternoon. Makes more sense now that you say, uh, Adam, that they actually adjusted it to do the Knights a favour so they didn't have a quicker turnaround as opposed yeah, to look yeah, after yeah. us over here. So, Wars Knights, momentum is beautiful because it can be stopped. Can it be, Adam? Oh, yeah, well, I, I think it all hinges, and I don't know what the news is. I haven't checked this morning. About no, no one knows yet, mate. We don't know. And yeah. it's the last minute, they're hiding him in a cellar. No, they're, they're doing a Sam Kerr, what we did with uh, our great <laughs> Matilda in the, in the World Cup. But it's understandable, because he means so much. It, it changes the game plan totally, for, especially from a Newcastle point of view, about how they set up. Um, I think if Sean plays and he's anywhere near his best, the Warriors get home because of that crowd that's just going to will them. I mean, you, you, you talk of a 14th player on the pitch when, you, when you're talking rugby league. Well, this is 15-16 territory, the, the way that everyone goes on about it at Mount Smart there. So um, if Sean doesn't play, I think Newcastle come back into it. But Newcastle had a nervous kind of introduction to the finals last season, whereas a lot of people are saying over here that the Warriors don't pay too much attention to Penrith on a dry track on their home patch last Saturday. It's like teams bounce back from that and, and the Warriors are good enough with their, their strike power. Not to not just Sean, but the players around Sean to um, to really cause an issue. So I reckon the Warriors get home to start back. Great stuff. That's what we like to hear. Nine minutes away from two football awards. And there's a few Australians up for some big gongs after the World Cup. And, of course, uh, Mr Postacoglu having the time of his life over there in Britain. Yeah, like we, we, we navel gaze here with football in Australia and we look at within and all oh, the problems within domestically and everything. We had six people nominated for FIFA Best Awards last week, not only Australians, but connected to Australian teams. Tony Gustafsson is the Matildas coach, so you can't count him as an Aussie. He's a Swede, but he coached our girls at the World Cup. But you've got three Matildas, as well nominated, Mackenzie Arnold, and you've got Ange Foster Coglin nominated for the best coach. So, so things aren't horrible when we're having six nominated. And I, I looked at it, I think Spain have a total of 10. England have a total of eight nominated for these awards. Like, it's it's incredible. It's in, absolutely incredible. So it's, it's a real, um, it's a real boost for the game here. As long as we can look at it that way and and not get too perturbed by things that are going on in our own backyard, yeah. League and you know looking down on ourselves. It's it's awesome. It's fantastic. And I suppose it doesn't matter what Spain win award wise, they're only going to be remembered for one thing, and it's not their victory in the World Cup. But I'll let that one go. I'll let you get back to beach action. Slip, slop, slap, mate. Look after yourself. Watch out for them, Vara Sharks. And thanks very much for joining us, Adam Peacock, here mate, on News Talk ZB. It's the best thing about having a dad bod. It means you don't have to take the T-shirt off, and that's uh, great. Yeah, all good. Good as gold. Thank you very much, Mr Peacock. 
For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.